listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Welcome to episode 35 of Sentimental. What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. Your mother's in here with his cars. Would you like to leave a message? I see that she gets it. It was as if there were four razors cutting at the same time. Kill her, mommy! Kill her! We'll tear your soul apart! I've seen the exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it! Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Movie Podcast that we can only hope you enjoy listening to as much as we enjoy making. My name is Stephen Hovicki, and as always, I'm here with my co-hosts, Asan Godwin and Lathan Conger III. Today's guest is also our first to make a triumphant return, a storyteller from San Diego, California, living in Madison, Mississippi. He's an award-winning writer of comic books, short stories, and short films, but spends most days directing creatively as an ad man. James Ninnis, welcome back to Cinemental. Thank you. Uh, I don't know how I did it, but thank you for having me back. Uh, it's an honor. I have, I have a quick question. Yeah. Though. I have a really quick question. How is it that you have uh, uh, two favorite films of all time and, and two guilty pleasures? How did you, how did this, you manage to pull this, that this off? This was the, uh, the, the October edition. This was the, the <laughs> specific to this month. Hey, hey! This is if 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 every year was October, right. they, these would be your official. That's exactly. Okay. Right. Hey, Don, we want him to. Right. Have, we want him to have seven or eight. So just just pipe down. Yes. Over there, no. Right? I'm just. You just. I just want him to. I want him to set a precedent for everybody. That's else. right. I just. You, you know, gotta give me parameters. Give everybody else a talking point. Yes. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. What? Yep. <laughs> Their first repeat guest. So that's. That's a yes. special moment for everybody. Yeah, that's a milestone. That's, that's right. right. You'll never, no one else will ever achieve that milestone again. So this is you, wow. sir. Wow, you're setting the bar high for me now. I'm feeling great. <laughs> nah, you already, you already achieved it. You're no, good. That, you hey, know listen, what? Hey, it's going downhill brought, from you, here, guys. I'm just going to sign off. Thank you. <laughs> you, you brought us crawl. So I mean, <laughs> yes. really, it's yes. hard to get. <laughs> yes. And thank you so much. Yeah, man. we all remember how well that went. That was. <laughs> Oh, you should have been here last week, yeah. believe me. Oh, what, what did you, <laughs> that was no, my favorite What model. was the movie? Did you mean the movie? Uh, the movies were uh, Prince of Darkness. Okay, yeah. And uh, Maniac Cop. Okay, I've only heard of Maniac Cop. I have not seen Maniac okay. Cop. Okay. You can keep it that way. I can. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was about to say it's an interesting experience. You owe yourself the experience. But, but actually, but James, I, I think you would I, you I wouldn't also agree so with okay. Latham. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Prince of was Darkness a, was, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a disagreement. A, I just edited that this morning. <laughs> oh, was there friction amongst you guys about uh, well, whether it was? Not really friction, just I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, Lade L- 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 did not like it. It it actually bottomed out lower than Ghosts of Mars in his, uh, in his. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Which is about Ghosts from is, Mars. That's what that wall oh, was. Right? I know about Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm hoping oh, well, it's, well, it's you know what? Out. Then we might as well get into news that gives us fits. Yeah, there you go. Hassan, my friend, what do you got? Not much uh, today. Um, 
Disney streaming thing is uh, Disney reprioritizing all of their services to to emphasize the screening. Um, though they swear this is not going that they that they are still dedicated to theatrical releases of their products. Are yep the main the, yeah, the big tent um, poles, yeah. I I do think, and I don't know if it's a if it's technically or or necessarily a bad thing. I do think we are looking at the end of of movie theaters. I think everybody's got to be politically correct about it. They'll be back. I think I think niche form. I don't think that you know, like look, we we still have amphitheaters. You know, we still have we still have theater. I don't think it's going to be as prevalent as as it as it was. And I think it's for the best because the experience the the movie theaters haven't really done much to improve the experience of going to the movies. No, on, only the ones that have that have actually lessened the amount of seats in the theater by making like the large comfy chairs with like the actual theater going experience more like being at home. Yeah, and if you think about that, better mm-hmm. chairs is as, as far as the as the as the technology has come in the last hundred years you know i mean we get we get a lot fatter now we all need more room (laughs) i'm working on it but um i uh, I, I haven't (laughs) been comfortable listen it took it wasn't until the last eight or ten years that eight and eight or ten years in the last four times i went to a movie in a theater uh for i was actually comfortable in a movie theater because the seats were actually realistic in that sense yes also the the price gouging at the concession stands although i i do understand that that's the only way theaters make their money that's yeah and then also the the, that's a concession in and of itself no pun intended complete lack of enforcement of any of the rules while you're there to make the you know to to you oh know, yeah. in retail yeah. you know so you go in a theater and someone is like drinking or smoking or something like that no there's no one to turn to and i mean that's right. the staff of movie theaters <laughs> has become actually sparse now because you get to choose your own seats you get to choose your you know with the way the format is it's it's they're they're almost all run by a complete skeleton crew that never actually set foot yeah. in the of theaters. teenagers yeah, yeah. Who, who, don't, can, who don't care you can sneak around once you leave your theater, once you've seen your film, if you're in a multiplex, and I know this from reading, not from experience, gentlemen, the reading, and that's my story and I'm sticking to it. You can literally go into another theater and take a chance and sit down and hope that that seat is not assigned to anyone and you're, you just saw another, a free movie. You could wander around like that all day now. The way, yeah, but the way well, we've are. been doing that our whole lives, though. Yeah, you know what? Not here in the not here in the BX. That is not the way oh. it goes. It, it is in, it is strictly enforced. You know, they oh. they they usually have security guards to make sure that you don't come in through the back or whatever. Now it's it's completely well, sneaking in was always frowned upon. But like when I was a kid, I mean, even when I was in high school and stuff like that, I mean, we'd go to a movie theater and watch. Like when we went for the 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 premiere of Empire Strikes Back in 1980. We took the day off of school. We went. We walked to the movie theater. We went, sat down, and we sat through it twice. And, we, can, and we weren't we weren't asked yeah. to get up and leave or anything else. You know, but I'm talking about not not seeing the movie again. I'm talking about leaving that theater I, I and jumping and into walking another into theater. another one. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way it is, the way it's set up now. Also, now the the way things are, the the uh, the way things are constructed. You might get there uh, to the theater, get to your assigned seat, and someone else is sitting in it. And now it's your it's it's up to you to have that confrontation with the person. Look, I paid for this seat, right. you know, and and you got to move now. Nine times out of ten, they'll just move because they got caught, you know, because they're doing the same thing. They're sneaking, <laughs> so they're like, oh, sorry, and then they 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 bail. But sometimes you get someone obstinate. And actually, the one time I got an obstinate person who was a real um, 
dickhole about about the assigned seat was an old lady. And there was now you, you can't smack you can't smack an old lady around in front of a whole bunch of other people. Just, they do frown on that. Yes, it is in private. You can. yes. If the, if the theater wasn't full, I would have gotten my seat. But you know, I had to I had to make a you know I had to make a, other arrangements, and it was very annoying. That was uh, she needed to be out. That was Dunkirk, as a matter of fact. Old lady, there's oh only stole my seat, Dunkirk. <laughs> because she I was, was, there, I was just going to say. <laughs> It was old home week. Do you think that the improvement of, because it's interesting that you said like theaters haven't really evolved. And I think, I think you're right uh, to a certain extent, but I, I think that home theaters have. Oh yeah. I think that home theaters, yeah. screen size, sound systems. Oh, it oh, used yeah. to be when I was, when I was a real little kid, we had a, a, a small box for TV and movies were these things that I saw on huge screens, right? Yep. And I feel like now I can get a clearer picture, a huge clearer picture with a great sound system. It's not that expensive. Yeah. It's, it's and no one middle class agreed. reachable. And, and no I don't one have to in the background food. talking. I get a comfy you. chair, my favorite food. I'm in my underwear. If I suddenly got to take a crap. I can pause it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the home theater experience has, has and I think this is why Netflix uh, spawned Disney Plus. Because I do oh, think yeah. Netflix spawned Disney Plus. I think Netflix spawned they everything. Capital, they were able to capitalize on that home theater experience yeah. before other people were doing it. I will I will stand corrected from what I said previously. They, they did come up with IMAX, which is slightly sure. an improvement on the on the visceral uh, uh, experience, on the on the the sensory yeah. experience of of yep. films. But other than that, they they came up with a bigger screen. And, and and cushier seats and that's the that and in every other way theaters have dropped off because when i was a kid i remember there was you know there were ushers there were there were um you know there, there were the, the concession stands were better there was there was a lot more um limitations on what you could do or you know whether you could have um what shows you could see whether or not they would let you they would seat you after a certain time there were there were limitations on it that we don't yeah. experience today, but that actually made the experience better because people actually had to adhere to rules. People actually right. had to be there on time. People used to dress up to go to the movies, you know? Yeah, there was yeah. an element of prestige yeah. that yeah. didn't exist. And it's just yeah. completely gone, you know? And and mm-hmm. other, and that was that's on us for dropping those parameters, but then that's also on them for not coming up with... And it's hard to compete with your own home. It has always been hard to compete with your own home. Right. And it cannot be a luxury yep. hotel, you know, which offers you, you know, a, a, a glimpse into the other life, right? That you're not living. So that's that's how hotels get over. But movies are just a two and a half hour experience, and they're not going to beat your home. But they could have. They there was more they could have done to try to yeah. to try to up the the ante on that. So hey, listen, I, I I told you, and you know, since 2015, I've seen three movies in the movie theater. Yeah. One of which I saw with you. I think we saw Watchmen together at the Palisades. That's got to be Wait, one of Is that of true? Only three, th- three movies in four years? Yeah, because I hate people and I can't. People will not respect a movie theater. So I have to go. If I'm going to go, I have to go on either like a Sunday morning to an R-rated, ver- a R-rated film. Or I have to try and wait until a couple weeks have gone by. And I know there will only be a handful of people in the theater and hope that they'll respect it as much. Because to me, a, a theater has always been... I mean, as close to a church as I'm going to get in my life. I, I go. Other than going I, to other people's weddings. 
I probably go 26 to 30 times a year. That's, I mean, and the thing is, I'm like every other weekend. Listen, I'm in dude, if I could go and enjoy a movie in a movie theater yeah. without being pissed off at a guy two rows over from me who can't stop look, turning his phone on. Well, that's what's funny is half the time I'm mad. Half the time I leave upset because of some asshole. Right. And I, I don't put yeah. myself in that position. Yeah. Anymore. I just, I gave yeah. up on that after I, I, I went to, I saw Fury Road in the theater because I, I had to see that in a movie theater. I saw Halloween 2018, and I saw John Wick 3. But that's the litmus now, isn't it? And I think, I think after this whole COVID experience, that will be, it'll be, do I need to see this in the theater? Like, is be. this movie a theater? For me, it's going to be, is this a theater experience, or is this a story I would prefer to experience? If, if there are theaters left after the COVID. Well, thing. there will be. You, here's the thing, okay? So at the time when all they shut down, how many, how many, how many movie screens do we have now? When, when, a, movie, when a movie like, uh, how many screens did, uh, did Endgame open on? 12,000, 13,000 screens? Oh, I don't know. Versus, <laughs> versus what, 400 for Star Wars? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have something, something in those. It's a population. Those numbers thing. I mean, multiplexes have grown and then grown at such an exponential rate that you know it, you could you could almost almost compared to the real estate boom in two thousand and eight. There's just so many movie screens that right now you're right. These movie theater companies are having a hard time, you know, making what they need to stay alive because there's so much real estate they have to cover for. Right now they got pandemic, and, and so and now, so now at the end you're yeah. right. I think you, we're going to lose a lot of those screens. But you know what? I don't think that's a bad thing. Well, I think if they if they knock it down to three or four thousand screens, I don't think that's terrible. Isn't Regal already closed? Didn't Regal yeah, already? Regal, shut down? Well, Regal is closing. Yeah, and AMC sure. says that they they might be closing. Well, AMC, AMC says they're going to be out of money by years end. Yeah, if AMC closes. There's no movies in this in in my entire section of New York City because they're all AMC's. You know, gotcha. so. I'm sure someone else will come along just like, just like Toys R Us and buy it up and maybe even use the AMC logo. I mean, maybe it'll be boutique. It'll yeah. be boutique. Maybe you have huh? someone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll the Godwin my, theater. I'll save up my money. HMC. I'm saving up my pennies. HMC. Yeah. <laughs> what does AMC stand for? The, I mean, the, obviously. the problem is I'm, I'm, I'm not averse to that idea. <laughs> I'm, thinking <laughs> about, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? That's not bad. <laughs> I will invest in it if it's post-pandemic. Um, America Movie Cinema, I think, AMC. Oh, is think it? So. Okay, I knew it wasn't the same as the cable channel, but... That was my news. <laughs> All right. Latham? <laughs> I, I don't have much. Uh, I was going to talk about uh, Bly Banner, but I'm only in two episodes. I think the main thing about it that's interesting to me is it's proving quickly that all the return actors from um, Hill House uh, are certainly capable of acting. Uh, really well and uh, portraying a completely different character, especially the lead. She's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I don't know her name, unfortunately, but um, uh, it's fun to watch and uh, a pleasure to watch it. And that's, trust me, that's rare lately on TV. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and then I just saw randomly a picture of Colin Farrell as the penguin in the Batman. Yeah. And I'm, amazed at how he looks and i think that's really cool when they transform someone that well or differently than they normally yeah, i think when we when we spoke about that batman preview trailer they put out a few months ago and i said did you catch colin farrell and you're like no and i'm like that's oh right. i didn't because he's there was a quick flash of him in full makeup and he, nobody knew that was colin farrell and now the new clip yeah. show, or well saying 
did you forget that this is Colin Farrell? So, yeah, uh, I don't. It's it's weird. It's weird to see someone like him. I mean, I guess it's not weird. It's it's it's, it feels weird for someone like him who's so known for looking a certain way to go so fully, completely under makeup to change him into the penguin. I just don't get why. Like he's he's a fine actor, and and, he's a very good actor. But there's there's a lot of people that already like look like that that are also fine actors, and I guess I don't right, understand. Right. It's a novelty to put a. I'm, I'm curious Heath, to see if there's the Heath Ledger I'm, legacy kind of situation. But I'm, I'm hoping that's not going to be a part of the twist, like because now I'm thinking something's going to happen where the Penguin's going to look good, right? Like they needed <laughs> yeah. to cast him so that halfway through the movie he could look like Colin Farrell. Oh, I hope not. Oh, oh, I hope not. And and because here's what bothers me about that is when I see casting like that, I'm like, oh, okay. If it actually is something like that, I'm gonna be disappointed that it I figured it out just because they cast Colin Farrell and put him Right. Right. Like salt. Because they did do that, by the way, in <laughs> in the Telltale game. They did that the Telltale game salt. Has a tall, thin version of the penguin. And he's good looking, just like Bruce. That sounds awful. If you watch the movie Salt, all of a sudden Leo Shriver shows up and you're like why is he taking this really small role? That's right. Yep. This, unless he's going to be something significant the, to the plot. The only time. The well, only time uh, yeah, but when that was, came out, Liv Schreiber wasn't that was, as big. He was big enough. Steven Seagal, an executive decision, yeah. was when it flipped on me. They were like, come see Steven and Kurt. And I was like, all right. And I showed up and he's like, not for you. Seven like, minutes yeah. in. What? <laughs> well, worse, worse than that is uh, Ali Sheedy in X Men Apocalypse, where you see her in one of the first scenes, and then you never see her for the rest of the movie. <laughs> she was, she hey, was the smart one. Point. Yeah. Smart How one. could you do this? To Ali I, don't, I don't even fucking remember that any any one moment of that She's movie. The and the, well, it's not a very good movie, but <laughs> you see Ali Sheedy, and you're like, oh, awesome. after and um, then they don't bring her back. Days of Future Past, which was surprisingly not bad. I didn't say it was. I didn't, I, I didn't say it was good. Oh, I say it's surprisingly not bad. Oh no! I, I, we could talk about this one for two hours, the, guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm in. I remember. I mean, just skip everything else. I remember going to see it. Like I was like the it. only one to go to see it. Nobody wanted to see it. I was the only one to go to see it. And like I remember someone else, like someone prominent, like on Facebook, maybe Jamal Eigel or something like that, says, "Is anybody even remotely interested in going to see X Men? You know, Days of Future Past. This was in the the height of the the burgeoning." monster that would be the mcu and everybody's kind right. of used to getting more authentic versions of uh famous comic book stories and uh fox is notoriously and they and they did so again in um an apocalypse holy crap that they just take Ooh. oh my oh, god never mind bad. even the angel what they did to angel so bad in in it was it's the epitome of uh of what was wrong with fox x-men mm. but um but you know, everyone was like, "Is anybody even remotely interested in seeing this movie or whatever?" And I didn't. I don't remember answering because I was embarrassed because I was actually going to see it. So I didn't say a word. Right? Yeah. I, I saw them all. I'll admit it. I, I, I've, I've seen them, them, all. them all. They're just all bad. Yeah. Mostly bad. Yeah. I didn't think Dark Phoenix was as bad as everybody it's said it was. It's not, but it's a retread of a movie. It's like yeah. a not good retread of a really bad movie. You know, it's like if someone did a Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> Here's here's like we've already seen that movie. We don't need to see it again. Here's you know what the I'm saying? problem with all the X Men movies. You mean the Justice League? Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, you had to get That's to Dark Phoenix. I gotta go. See ya. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's the black hat. Black hat is you had, you got to get, you had to get to Dark Phoenix, which is the last movie in the entire series, to get an actual full-on fight be- between yeah. a team of X-Men and a team of super-powered villains. That is the first time in the franchise you got a, an actually genuine, decent showdown between trained X-Men and whatever their superpowered villain of the week are. Yeah, that's well, that's the, like how many? 10, 10 movies? No. The end of the, X-Men 3 the was so bad. They, they all showed yeah. up on a bridge and then Phoenix showed up and, and annihilated almost everybody. The X-Men oh, hardly I, fought anyone, you know? It, I'm juggernaut, bitch. This is what I'm great. saying. This is what I'm saying. I'm like, why did... And I'm, I'm watching. I saw Dark Phoenix in the <laughs> Juggernaut's theater. better in, in Deadpool 2. Yeah. I saw, I saw Dark Phoenix in, in the theater. Ouch. And I remember watching that sequence with the generic aliens that were supposed to be the Skrulls, but they had to get rid of that because of uh, Captain Marvel. So they had to change it. That was another reason it was delayed again. Um, and I'm watching them fight these nameless, like, you know, ethereal aliens or whatever. But the, the, the action sequences were pretty decent you know like all right that was kind of cool that's kind of cool but i mean I look, think look, first class first class was was my favorite oof, after man, i am the only I one who hated first that class. movie my god really you don't like it no, i loved it no. i, I like love first class first class all right fair enough I i've had the first movie. class argue it's like prequel arguing with uh, about star wars prequels it's it, it totally is i've, it totally I've had is. that 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 argument so many times i i'm fine with it everybody everybody loves it i don't it's fine you know, I get yeah. it. I'm not even on a mission. You know, you know what doesn't anybody. age well is uh, I think X2. I think I liked X2 more than it came I don't think any of them now. age well, personally, except for Logan. Yeah, that's fair. You that's know? fair. Um, and Days I of Future. X2, I saw X2 again recently, and I, I didn't I didn't feel like it had fallen apart that far. It's, I don't think any of them are bad Look what they did to Cyclops. Really if you're a fan of any of the X-Men, it doesn't work. If you're a fan of, oh, no, that's X3. Sure, if I'm not. But um, X2, the beginning of X2 is great with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. That opening Nightcrawler yeah. is still. Um, yeah. And then yeah. they, they do that Star Trek II ending, you know, where <laughs> telekinetic has to get out of the plane to save the plane. That, like, no. All right. X-Men 2 felt like they really liked Hugh Jackman. No, that's when they well, just they finally X- let well, they, want, they wanted to showcase who they knew that they were going to push forward in their X- own Yeah, X Men Two, X Men Two was less about X Men and all about setting up Wolverine for fifteen films. Mm-hmm. Right, and you could tell, like when you look back on it, and, and they only made all, two good ones. You feel it, yeah, and <laughs> that's the that's the bummer. Is is <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I I liked What's the movie the where? Wolverine, and I liked um uh, Logan, even though Logan Logan on its own is great. Don't try to fit it yeah. in with the rest. On its own, it's a great film. Yeah, well, Logan on yeah. its own is a, is The Last of Us. It's just a it's yeah. a it's a yeah. live action version of The Last of Us. Lone Wolf and Cub. It's Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. It's all of them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Wolverine. The end. It's you know, yeah. you know, which exactly. is fine. They they deserve it. I mean, Hugh Jackman deserves the spotlight because he did a he did an extraordinarily good job. If you go back <laughs> to watch the first X Men and see how they how far they went with his hair. It was so great that after a while they were like, let him, let let Hugh just have his own hair. Like, let's stop. Yeah. Let's let's stop. He looks older. He looks older in the first X Men than any of the other ones. Because he was a little pudgy, also. Like he was a you know yeah, he had a dad he bod. He had a little you know. 
It was great. Everybody was everybody was. He wasn't with put it. together right. Like he right. just was really. Rough At least he was an Australian. Like he like he is in so many yeah. cartoon iterations of That's you know. Right. Even Chris Claremont I mean, is like I don't I didn't know Canadians had Australian accents. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mike. Uh, <laughs> is uh is Logan the first? Uh, it's not a wait. It's not a Marvel movie, right? No, no. Um, none of them. First superhero movie to get a. Uh, Academy Award screenplay nomination. I believe so. I didn't know it got that. I didn't. It didn't win it the did, award, it but it did get the nod. It, 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 it was, was nominated. nominated, and that's oh. the big thing for a comic. And then it was Black get, Panther actually won the yeah. award, but it was it was the second to be nominated for an award. Um, Logan oh, Logan was the okay. first to. Well, to I don't know. Was Road to per, Was Road to Perdition nominated for screenplay? I don't think so. Well, that's not. It's yeah. a comic book, so what? Yeah, I know, but I don't. Yeah, I, but you know, a superhero oh, movie. All right, superhero. Superman. Superman get nominated? No, but oh, maybe effects, maybe special effects. Oh, you mean seventy-eight Superman? Yeah, like Reeves. I don't think. I don't think got that got much, much, nominated. much critical accolade until after the fact. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's a shame. That one. That's very it. true. That's still, in far, as far as I'm concerned, the gold with, standard of uh, of comic book movies. I don't, I don't think you've. I, I, I rewatched Superman it. with the kids the other day, the old Superman. The 78? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they winner way, of best cinematography. Oh. Way more engaged with old Superman than they were Man of Steel. Like that's because i think that that i think the 78 superman is is definitely geared towards a wider audience than man of steel was i don't know steel was crap that's the problem well there's there's the problem there's that school of thought (laughs) yeah (laughs) i haven't haven't seen it yet hassan so we can't that's that's why that's why i didn't go too deeply into it there i could i can i have the receipts to back that statement up but I'm down to talk. We can do comics all night, guys. <laughs> I know, I know. But we got, um, we've got, we've got other stuff yeah. to do. So uh, guess Road what? To Vidi- Road to Perdition, uh, winner of best cinematography, nominated best actor, um, nominated uh, best original score, nominated best production design, nominated oh, best uh, sound City. design, sound mixing, nominated best sound editing. Which is oh, your point is moot. Apparently so. Logan's the first adapted screenplay of a superhero movie. The Incredibles is the first original screenplay for a nomination. What's The Incredibles <laughs> got to do with this? You're calling it a superhero <laughs> What's film? What's The Incredibles got nope. to do? Got to do uh, with this? I think it's a superhero film, isn't it? Uh, sure. The second uh, is it not? What's it's it about? It's not a comic book, though. Right. Not adapted. It's, it's not a comic I book just, adaptation. I never said comic it, book. I never said comic. I said superhero movie. Oh, yeah. Wow, he's he's drawing a Venn diagram here around, around <laughs> yeah. superheroes versus versus source material. Listen so. here, you comic book freak! <laughs> I'm I'm taking names and chewing bubblegum. Right. So, moving on to James's guilty pleasure, Pandorum. Don't move. You just wake up. Yeah. You'll never make it. Where's the rest of the crew? They don't really know, sir. Those things out there. They didn't see me here, little. They're fast. No! I'm stronger than you know. I'm assuming help will be coming. What's happened to us? We're becoming like them. Is that your blood? Some of it is. 
What happened to the passengers? There's something wrong with them. How do you think you would react if you knew the truth? From 2009, directed by Christian Alvart, with a running time of 108 minutes. Crew members in a long-haul spaceship awake to find things are not well. Fellow crew are dead, and the ship is in major disrepair. Encountering other random crew members while attempting to fix a major component and restoring power to the ship, one engineer discovers a terrifying secret in the bowels of the vessel, and along the way he discovers that they all may be wrong about everything. James, talk to me. Pandorum. That description you just read uh, could apply to some of my favorite cheese sci-fi movies. (laughs) Including, I made a little list for you. <laughs> Including, but not limited to. <laughs> Event Horizon, Pitch Black, Sphere, Sunshine, Europa Report, and Abyss. Which I know Abyss is not technically space, but um, I'm a sucker for, we're going to go into the future a little bit, sometimes a lot of bit, and then <laughs> shit's just going to get fucked, and everyone's <laughs> going to have to deal with it. Have you seen Apollo 18? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but I like it a little more sci-fi. Yes. Oh, no, 18's one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 in. This is this is the the this is staple food for me, right? This is this is the bread and butter uh, of sci-fi addiction, in my opinion. This is the gateway, right? Everyone has that one movie where it just clicked for them. They were on the edge of their seat. It wasn't particularly well made. It probably wasn't well acted, um, but it was enough sci-fi that you were like, "Wouldn't that be fascinating?" Even though it's total bullshit. But wouldn't that be fascinating? Uh, and then we're going to, something bad's going to happen. And then you know what? Just to ice this cake completely, we're going to throw in a twist ending because Shyamalan's the man. We're going to do some shit like that at the end. And it's, it's chef's kiss. It's fucking perfect. <laughs> that is why I picked Pandorum. Because it fits squarely amongst my pantheon of completely average sci-fi that I have elevated to fantastic. Okay. That being said, so I myself uh, am on... Uh, on a certain similar tilt with you when it comes to sci-fi horror stuff, obviously with my, one of my all time favorites being alien, uh, you know, that is, you know, the, the granddaddy of them all, but um, the sci-fi horror film uh, is, is not, if you stack them up all next to each other, there are Mm -hmm. so many of them that share so many of the same pieces because, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it's a it's a it's a matter of them not being smart enough to come up with new ideas or adapt new ideas into a sci-fi landscape, but you know there's only so many ways you can shoot things on a ship. Although really, a ship is no different than a house, and I'm people have found lots of different ways to shoot haunted house movies. It shouldn't be this. It shouldn't be any different. Some of the things that I do like about this movie, as compared with other bad sci-fi horror films i do like that at the beginning when when ben foster's character is climbing through those kind of shafts and ducts kind of thing i like the fact that the director chose to and normally in those kind of scenes you get sort of this ambient light besides whatever flashlight or whatever light device that they have there's some sort of ambient light lighting up everything around you (laughs) in that whole sequence everything is pitch black around him like literally he only shot using that flashlight for lighting. And I, I did appreciate that because that's probably one of the only instances of that 
I mean, we always get that that kind of sequence in a sci-fi horror film. People walking through some sort of of shitty situation in a in a dark, cramped area, but there's always enough light for uh, to show us what's going on around them. Mm-hmm. And I like being completely in the dark. I, 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 I it felt much more much more heavy that way. And, and, and it worked. It, it helped to really sell that. There wasn't a lot about this movie I didn't like. Honestly, there's a couple of things that I have questions about. I mean, the, one, the main thing I didn't like about this movie is I thought that there was enough of it that was done, that was done well and done professionally and, and it feels all put together. I didn't like the fact that he used the speed up technique whenever he showed like the monster guys running, cause it takes mm-hmm. you away from their sort of natural ability. It just sort of seems weird in amongst everything else, which moved even the stuff that moved quickly. It moved at a regular, at regular pace. They clearly were sped up and it feels bad. It feels, it feels off. It, I mean, clearly we're going to get into spoilers on this. So I'm not really worried about uh, a ticket of giving away the thing. So the shakes, and the nosebleeds that you start to overcome some of these characters in this, as we kind of move through the story and, you know, you find out that, you know, Dennis Quaid may not exactly be who he says he is. And, you know, a lot of this other stuff going on and even Ben Foster starts, you know, has the same kind of things when he wakes up, he's shaking. He, you know, are these supposed to basically be, you know, even though they're calling it, referring to it as Pandorum, which is this mythical, mythical thing that 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 space captains get when they discover that their that their their mission is going to be there's no way it can possibly go on and it only can end in failure and their brain starts to break at the at the idea that they have no chance at, at being successful but these symptoms are really hpns right what is hpns sorry i don't know oh have you not seen abyss enough Oh, you mean like the bend? High pressure nervous, high pressure nervous syndrome. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like Michael Bean starts to get the problems with yeah, the yeah, shakes yeah, yeah, and yeah. that from being underwater, which they don't totally. tell you. Obviously, when you find out at the end with its Planet of the Apes ending, mm-hmm. that where they yeah. actually are. Yeah, that's that's a good theory. But didn't so, they say other captains got it? Like in well, space. Well, they talked about that being among the symptoms, but they didn't. Oh, really, they talked about Pandorum in and of itself as a whole of being this this syndrome that people go through. And you know, I don't think they ever actually say about the other things. But these are these are things that apply to being too deep underwater for some people. Sure, it's a natural thing that happens. Um, and I think that's one of the the only real giveaways to where they are and what's happening that they give you throughout the film. Um, they're pretty clean. I mean, he stays pretty true to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I really like that, you know, the idea that, you know, you have no idea at all throughout the whole film where they are, that they don't know where they are. They yeah. can't figure it out because they're in a room with no windows. So by the time they get to a room with no windows and finally get the doors open and look out through the windows, they don't see any stars. And then you're like, well, fuck them. Where the, where the fuck are they actually? Did you notice on your second viewing that, because on the first viewing, every time I saw water leaking, I figured the water is leaking because the ship is, is old or whatever. It's a spaceship and there's always water right. leaking from somewhere. Yes. But every, the second time Ridley I watched Scott. it, every time I saw the water leaking, I was like, oh shit. They were fucking. You can, you can thank sense. Ridley Scott for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the first person to have water leaking on a spaceship. I love I love the Norman Reedus. <laughs> the Norman Reedus is in is in this movie for like you know three and a half seconds, and uh, it's funny because they I I saw him. I'm like, is that Norman Reedus? <laughs> I'm sure enough, he's. Yeah, this was right man. before Walking Dead, I think. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, this was actually the first of a planned trilogy. I didn't. And know uh, it failed so miserably that uh, obviously the second films never even got past the planning stage. I would love to know where they were going to take it. You know, I would love to. I would love to see where it was going to go from there. Um, it doesn't feel like a trilogy. Like it. It at yeah, least it they did a good like job of there ending it i didn't see this as ongoing that's weird well i mean i mean obviously the the ongoing would be them setting up on this planet and you know who knows fate you know th- th- maybe the sequel to this is avatar who knows you know i mean <laughs> at that point so um uh so the guy who wrote this uh, uh a guy named travis malloy ended up actually a few years later writing and directing another sci-fi film james if you haven't seen it i would suggest watching it i think you'll dig it it's called Infinity Chamber. Mm. It's about a guy in an automated prison cell. Oh, cool! It's it's so it's basically a one room movie. It's it's really kind of impressive. It's but a movie. You, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's called Infinity Chamber. Check it out. Okay, I'm writing it down. But um, but yeah, I don't. Other than other than the one thing about the the things running fast, that was the only thing that really took me away from this. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't. It's not. It's not a really scary, uh, but it is, and it is really entertaining. Uh, I like the story. I like passing through. I like the idea when they finally figure out that these things are basically, you know, once you find out how long they've been there, that these are just generations of people who have adapted, like she says, like the the woman, the biologist, tells them that like it's the it's the accelerator. You know, it accelerated them to be to to adapt to whatever thing that they were in while they were in the ship. So now they have like chunks of like mechanical bits growing out of them and shit and it's just space urukai dude exactly exactly and 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 honestly any any opportunity to look at anya trow i'm 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 down with so uh, so i i'm perfectly happy watching this so had either of you seen this before latham or hassan yeah i saw in the theater you both seen it okay latham latham you go first this time sorry okay um (laughs) it's only fair you know and I have much less to say about this, but uh, I enjoyed this movie. I, I gave it a decent rating when I first saw it and watched it again last night and felt the same way about it. it the movie moves, man. It, it moves. Like it's, there's not a lot of different space and rooms going on. Like you said, you don't, they don't know where they are. They're in a hallway, this chamber, this room, whatever. But it's hard to make a movie like that move quickly forward, but it, it, it moves from, you know, from plot point to plot point, And I like that. I agree with Steve. The, the speed up shots don't help it. it they definitely hurt it. I, it literally like it's a, it's got a, a nice pace to it. And then they throw that in there for the fight scenes and stuff. And it just doesn't, I don't know. It just betrays what I know why they did it, but I, I, I just think it betrays the film itself. Um, the story's clever. There's not too much exposition. I like when they defer to a, a little one and a half minute expositional scene. It's usually, you know, pretty interesting or the effects are great. You know, the, the ship feels real. Uh, it's very gritty. It, now, at no point, there's no uh, revelation where these creatures came from, correct? 
it's the, the, there's, there's a grandkids. There's, there's nothing hard set in stone about where they came from. She but they're just not based... humans that have evolved or changed. Yes, yes, yeah, that's exactly are. what they are. Okay, but so that they're 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 just what happened because they were gone for so long on the ship. Nine, yeah, nine hundred and forty-four like years thousand, or something like that. Thousand okay. years of sped up evolution uh, and and right. The so that's not supposed to be ambiguous then that's supposed to be definitely the answer to that oh i think that's supposed to be okay. i think okay. you're supposed to take that from the facts given yeah it makes it made sense okay that makes sense so yeah so that's a cool plot point and i just you know like these guys who put this movie together really worked hard to make a hard sci-fi film sci-fi film and uh, you know it's it's enjoyable it's i don't know if it would have i don't i don't know where they would have gone with a sequel or a trilogy but you know, I don't know if that would have worked, but you know, this this was fun to watch, and it it holds up after over ten years. Wow, go go deeper, Latham. Go deeper. <laughs> I, I don't know how much okay. deeper you well, want to go here. Cli- it's... When he's climbing amongst the industrial hoses, uh, the rubber wasn't <laughs> pliant enough for him to be getting through them oh, so quickly. Uh, I don't know. That stings. That stings a bit. That stings a bit. Um, okay. Wow, this movie's the kind of a guilty pleasure for me because I've I've seen it a bunch of times. It was one of those cable movies that just kept coming on, and every time it came on, I just watched it again and again and again. And again. <laughs> like on TNT. Yeah, it was it was on when it was on like HBO or something. It was like, no, oh, Pandorum's on again. Boop, you know that's that's my <laughs> afternoon. But you know, I I completely one hundred percent agree with the sped up scenes. I usually hate them. I mean, I'm used to them with this movie because it they it's overused in this movie, but I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, I mean, I I I it could do without them, but it, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, there's nothing I can do about that, so I'm not gonna, yeah. you know. I, I I will say that I think that the revelation of that Dennis Quaid goes through is probably bordering on brilliant the way it's done, you know. Better than Fight Club, like, son? Huh. Better than Fight Club, Hassan? Yes, yes, better than I Fight agree. Club. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just saying, um, it because of the circumstances of the story, it's plausible that this guy just woke up. You know, they've they've given us enough examples of that previously where you don't want to question it right away. You're you're not questioning it. And the the kid is the, Dennis Quaid is, you know, very, you know, kind of avuncular and you know like i'll help you kid or this is how this is how this is done this is how you turn this monitor on it's like okay all we got to do is turn the reactor on very simple MacGuffin, it's given and then this other guy wakes up and you just kind of feel okay this guy's just gonna fuck everything up you know he's gonna it's gonna kill this Quaid. he's just gonna fuck this whole this whole simple you know storyline up and he slowly because the guy because the because the alter ego has goals of his own of trying to get off the ship, it just continuously disarms you into thinking, okay, there's something really strange up with Dennis Quaid and this guy, you know, what's going Right. And it's not until things start to work out again, things the, the, the ship starts to come back to life because the kid turned the reactor on and everything that he, you know, the, the whole thing starts to really mess with him. You know, this, it, it, he starts to unravel even further because psychologically, He's he's actually cornered his id and locked it away so that he can function. Very, right. if you think about it that way, it's a very clever metaphor. But he just locked his he locked his dysfunction up 
and said, you know, you need, you know, you need therapy. You need the, and then the way it's done, it's done so, so rudimentary that you don't really question it as anything interesting or intricate that's happening until you realize what actually was happening. And then you're like, wow, that's got really deep implications, you know, but you know, that's, that's, that's as deep as Pandorum got. And unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, I don't think that the story required itself to go too much deeper than yeah. that. I think it stayed with its um with with its narrative. And, you know, these people are waking up in hell. You know, and they don't, and nobody knows what's going on, and nobody knows what's happening. Everybody's doing every man for himself. I mean, for the sake of expedience, um, Anya's character just kind of kind of gravitates to these two strangers very quickly you know it considering where they are in the hellscape but you got to keep the story moving so you can't keep having incidents with with our potential heroes fucking each other over over and over and over again until they finally learn to trust each other right and That's i think well, and i think that she realizes that these guys are humans not things so it's like yeah but i mean even the humans you can't Look what happened to Norman Reedus. Look, look, and by accident, well, you know, you can't even enough. trust the humans. Fair enough. So, so I enjoyed it. I think it's, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was a good, it was a decent sci-fi movie. Like a, a decent accidental discovery on cable. Like one night, <laughs> you're like, holy shit, you know, this is not bad. The poster is such a Photoshop job that it, it's a little, yeah, I'm like, wow, man, I could do this. Like I could have done this like the first year I learned Photoshop, but it's, <laughs> it is what it is. I, I liked it. I, I'm surprised to think that it, it would have been a trilogy. I'm sure there's somewhere online you could find the director or the original uh, story tellers uh, to have, you know, yeah, everybody always comes out and just says, well, this is what I had planned and it fell apart. He's, you know? uh, he's, he's gone back to directing, directing mostly German films again. After his, he, he this came out and kind is of bombed. It, this was his key to Hollywood. And, but it's, it's it just, got a very know. foreign film quality to it. Like, it does. You know, there's the, it's got a, it's got a lot of uh, German actors in the cast too. Uh, the, the guy who stuff plays is very German. Uh, the lead hunter, uh, as they call him, uh, was also the the captain in the sequence that they show in the uh, with the young Gallo when they get the message from ah. Earth saying, uh, "You guys are it because Earth's dead." Which That's they didn't explain the, how hmm. Earth died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they never really go into explain it. Yeah, didn't, I know. Didn't but... need to. It would have been nice to get some information how they, because like even Dennis Quaid, like, and this is what I talk about movies where they offer you information that they don't that that they don't fulfill. Like, because it was actually the Death Star, and yes, it it was was, Death Star. It was actually because Earth was actually Alderaan. But Dennis Dennis Quaid basically (laughs) says uh, says it couldn't have gone in a day. You know, like so he's. He's letting you know that there is something up with the the death of Earth, mm-hmm. but they're just not going to follow through. If you took that line out, there's no there's no need for okay, Earth is gone. You're nine hundred you're nine hundred years out. Anything could have happened, you know. Like we don't need to right. we don't need to know that there's oh, there's no way the Earth could have been destroyed in, in you know in in the in the time that so like sometimes there's too much information given, you know, mm-hmm. compared to what you're about to reveal. If you don't want to reveal anything, be very careful about the information you give out because then that, that alters the, the integrity of your story. But as I said, it doesn't matter. There's a, the, the story's fine. Um, it's, a, it's an enjoyable film. It's got its quirks. But I, I chalk those up to more being quirks and problems, like the speeding up, you know, whatever. And, right. um, you know, going into... 
going into some stranger's chamber and letting him gas you and then hang you upside down so that he could eat you. Like it's like <laughs> sometimes sometimes characters just stop being stop being defensive. You know what I found interesting about that scene though? I, I found it interesting that in this particular instance, in most most cases in that scene, the three people would get hung up, whatever reason. They more often than not, if there's three of them, they'd probably kill one off. But then one of them would figure out some way or they'd have a hidden knife blade or something would appear. One of them would get free enough to be able to get free and kill the baddie. And then the the other two people would then move on from that to the next bit. And I, I thought it was very interesting that they actually talked the guy into letting them go because they basically said, well, if you don't let me go, the ship's going to blow up. And he was just yeah. like, and he he's obviously what do you, what do you he's mean obviously about that? such a he's he's such a um, a pathological survivor that he couldn't accept the right the, the the idea of the destruction of the ship, you know. So that that's a, it. It's fine. It's just sometimes in stories, it's I'm I'm I, I know it's just a nitpick. I'm not talking about it being a flaw, but sometimes in stories, these characters just stop being vigilant for for whatever reason. And it's like <laughs> it's like Elgin in uh, Alien Three. Where it's like, hey, is that a quarter? Yeah. Go down this hallway by myself and grab this quarter and get killed by an alien, you know? And it's sometimes like, come on, dude. Like, there's and no. You're like, are there still quarters around? <laughs> <laughs> What's the implication of there being a quarter on a spaceship in the middle of, you know, like in the middle of an alien epidemic? Love- That's just yeah. strange. So the, there's sometimes where. You know, you're like, come on, dude. That's there's no. If I was with a group of people and there were aliens chasing me, and I had seen the aliens, it's not like a rumor that someone gave me, like, hey, there's aliens on the. So I had actually fucking witnessed aliens. I wouldn't. There's no way I would break away from that group just to go grab. Oh, look, there's a gun over. Here. Or I would tell someone, hey, there's a gun over here. I'm gonna go get it. If you see a shadow move, light the hallway up. Because yeah. <laughs> you know. But that's that's fine. It's hey, just look, a, like a, it's quarter. another trope. There were yeah. three moments, three very specific moments in this movie that I actually paused it and and had to like sigh because they're so bad. <laughs> and I like this movie a lot, but it's three spe- very specific moments. Okay. And you mentioned one of them, sort of. Okay. The the evolution and all the crazy shit happened at the beginning of this nine hundred year journey, right? How the fuck does the chef know about it? <laughs> Didn't you see the hunt for red? I told you. How the fuck? <laughs> this chef, well, this exposition whore lays everything out in detail. The whole yeah, thing. what happened on the bridge? What happened? Hundred yeah. years ago. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just call him an exposition whore? Yes, I did. Yes, that's fantastic. Because <laughs> he. Wanted Thank you for that. Uh, that was <laughs> exposition of war. That was that okay. was number one. Number two, and these that was the major one, right? That one that makes my whole evening. That every that, that time I see this movie and he starts talking, I'm like, God damn it! Because I love the character. I love the chef character. To I think he's great, and I love the actor the way he plays him. But the fact that he just fucking knows all this shit drives me bonkers. <laughs> that he knows it. That you got characters like that. That they know everything, and they're they're hyper vigilant, and they're they're you know they're super they're they're path like I said pathologically um, self centered. Yes, you know because of the and then he just walks in and lets Dennis Quaid kill yes. him. You know, like oh. he, and he looks at him like he's like, hey man, I made it. And if you know if you know everything that happened, wouldn't you know that's that motherfucker? Yeah. Not yeah, only that, sure. 
but but why would you suddenly be have your guard down with a total straight with a new guy? And you like have a, the gun, right? Didn't he have the gun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's one. Number two, and this part drives me pretty bonkers too. It's the honor spear chuck predator scene where MMA dude is gonna fight the main bad guy, and the main bad guy is like, who by the way has evolved to be the superior hunter to just kill and eat even his own people. But not this motherfucker. He's like, here's a spear. We're gonna fight with honor. And then he throws out <laughs> then he throws out his predator blades and basically <laughs> down. Fuck you. Like that's bad. Fuck you. That's shit. Where did that's this guy get honor, dude? He's literally been eating people without them yeah. knowing the whole movie. But in this particular moment, he's like, nah, dude, I respect this guy. We're gonna bro he down. He gets a spear. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. He broke up. That's my second. And then and then some moon-headed alien kid comes out of nowhere and he shows <laughs> compassion. Hey, this is number oh, three. I won't. This is number three. <laughs> Why in the shit? This chick is willing to kill her own people, but when they want to kill that little alien baby, she's like, it's a child. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? The even the, the, the chef is like, that's not a kid. There's, there's no kids Are here. You, she's seen it kill. These things kill everything. And she's like, if you see one, run. She's like telling <laughs> everyone, you don't fuck with these things. And then she's like, but let me save this one. It's little. Yeah, it's a kid. Fuck, it's you. Little. fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Now, now the, to, flip, to, the flip side of that, James, is that uh, that actress is worth about a star of this movie out of three. Oh, no, she's so, great. But, but let me give you three no, she's, real quick things I do like. That I think she, she may be the reason I've watched that movie oh, so many times. Fantastic. She may be. I'm not going to confirm it and say she is, but she may be. There's a very strong possibility. I already, I I already mentioned the space Urukai, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really, really like the, the fact that it's this whole Noah's Ark motif, but that right. they actually drowned the bad guys. Just like Noah's, like in the end, yeah. they die. Oh. Like they follow that motif through in a very interesting kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think that's kind of clever, especially since you don't see that coming. I also yeah, but all of all of the species that they brought, yeah, are, right. I mean, it's still at the bottom of the lake, you know. <laughs> After maybe she that was spent the, the entire time defending it. Yeah, well, so we got <laughs> that was your sequel that never happened. We got to go back. The, the, the sequel was recovery, and they've evolved into <laughs> like water merman creatures. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, because they have that hyper evolution. The thing. last yeah, thing I right. really, really work. like is the use of we color. Should write it. The use of color in this film, I actually think, yeah. is, is kind of brilliant. Uh, yeah, if you, to keeping with your orc motif, every time the, the blue glow happened, the orc eye, which the space it, orc eye would show up. Take it a step up. further. Well, they had it's, lights on. It's always when there's Pandorum. So not only do the creatures have it, but when you see him succumbing to Pandorum, the lights are blue. When you see, and I wrote this down, uh, anytime you see the green light, it's, it's highlighting a, a, a good a protagonist. Yellow is the bad. And red only shows up when they're finding safety. So wow. the colors are really, really well. That. It's very German, by the way. The, the, the whole, it's like they yeah. match that shit. Okay. Um, but that was really kind of fascinating. And I completely agree with the speeding up. I actually think the action scenes in general are kind of lacking. Because uh, they start really cool, but then they cut too much. Like if they would have just let that shit breathe a little bit. Yeah, I guess it. I guess it. The 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 attempt was to make them look even more alien by having them have this jerky, you know. But it just yeah, it didn't come off that well. I agree. Doesn't help. It's a fun movie. I love. I will always like like Hassan said. If it's on, I'm gonna sit down. Yeah, yeah. That's an afternoon. It's comfort food movies, just like all those other ones I list. It's comfort sci-fi. Yeah, I I I would I would put anim I would put 
Event Horizon well well ahead of this, but yeah. Yes. Well, it produced, well produced Paul Paul W. Sanderson produced yeah. both of them. Yeah. Directed the first one. Yeah, I'm I'm a big Event Horizon fan. Do you guys think uh, Norman Reedus had the intestinal fortitude to uh, play his character? I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing, Lathan. Yeah, now you get now you get it. Lathan, I now like you what it. you're doing. Uh, all right. Understanding. No, I like it. <laughs> Someone on this show likes what I do. <laughs> you know what, Lathan? I respect your guts. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh. fucking great. Uh, okay, now you've James has surpassed. Steve and myself because we we've never gotten past the quip we've never gotten to the quip thing we've always we've, we've, James we've only achieved much, ignore James is uh, admittedly James is much sharper than myself for sure so <laughs> yeah. I, I can only speak for myself James just so. like yeah, well, he's not sharper than I'll, anyone I'll vouch on the for show that for myself <laughs> so I guess well, that was a good show guys I guess yeah, we'll Latham, see you all later Latham I, I think you I think you've missed Uh-oh. something so refilling my coke uh well that's certainly something but uh you know there is one more place we have to go pandorum down the tubes and again the internet is not something that you just dump something on it's not a big truck it's, it's a series of tubes only, only james will know, will know <laughs> my pain when, when this when these things happen switch to the pandorum uh we are going to move on to pandorum so I remember the marketing for this movie being particularly bad. Like the trailers were not great. Yes. The posters were not great. It was underexposed. I mean, this is like rudimentary for this is Photoshop 101. It's bad. This poster. It, these these are not yes. gonna be great. I haven't looked at these yet, but I can already tell you, unless you got some good fan ones in here. I mean, this first one is just, well, what's, you know, this doesn't happen. What's going on here? These are the asthma tubes that you use with the (laughs) the, the masks. Yeah, you know what? This won't get me to see the movie. No. This will get me to not see the movie. Well, uh, (laughs) even though I saw it. What does the tag mean? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty generic. It's pretty generic. It's almost like they couldn't couldn't come up with something. That's every fucking horror movie, guys. Yeah. They left it up to the poster designer to come up yeah, with his own phrase. Hey, the tagline is literally like, the, this movie is scary. And the poster designer feared he wasn't going to get paid. That's oh, what he thought he was going to happen next. That's what he hey, put you up know, there. if we run corrugated tubing out of this guy's head, <laughs> I, I think it'll it'll convey what we're trying to tell people. I which mean, is, honestly, you know, that's, that's the level of Definitely nothing. scary. I, I, people are going to think it's a haunted construction site. What, yeah, what and you don't want that. Nobody likes a haunted construction. No, so what's going to happen next to this guy? That he Beam me is... up? Yeah, what's the next for this guy? I feel like he's well There's no truly, next for him. He's well and truly <laughs> fucked. Like he's yeah, yeah. 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 what happens next. Oh. Uh, what, he's put out of his misery? <laughs> well, if, if, <laughs> yeah. if you like that one, you're going to love the next one. Teaser B. This was the classic. I remember seeing this one. Yeah, this is the DVD cover. Yeah, I yeah they used it in a couple of different spots. I This... Yeah, and again, I did like the. Uh, we didn't mention this. I liked that the tattoo assigned group and, and job. Yeah, because because of the amnesia, I I actually thought that was a, a nice little. Yeah, got a generic. Uh, got a generic set of wire mesh from probably Pinterest. He probably took a picture of his own hand. And he slapped some uh, some some grime texture on it, and then put the text on top of it and hit overlay. That's literally how you do this entire What's with poster. This? What's happening here? 
What is his hand? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Feeling good with <laughs> some tai chi, some tai chi shit going on. <laughs> yeah, with his dead. That's guy. right. Yeah. He's dead, and it's so. His, so they his, his joints are so, recoiling. So the next is the French teaser poster in which they turned the arm fifteen degrees. Yeah. Oh my god. And, I mean, and the wrong movies for Dennis Quaid. And they took the yeah, tattoo man. away. I always thought Ben yeah, Foster was it. the expensive version of the guy, the kid from Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> like Ben Foster was the top shelf version of that kid. Mm. That's Which fair is enough. Aaron, Aaron something, right? Aaron Paul. Aaron, Aaron Paul. Paul. And I like Aaron Paul. I like Aaron Paul a lot. Yeah, he was, he was great in Need for Speed. I'm watching him right now in uh, Westworld. Oh, yeah. That's right. I'm doing season three right now. Oh, I've not watched Westworld. I mean, Dennis Quaid, you got to put Inner Space up there for one of his previous films. <laughs> and you got to put Switchback, which no one remembers. So, Switchback. Yeah. Is G.A. I literally refused to watch the, the season finale of season three. Angles of I don't even know how it ends. Angles of Attack? Lost, uh, Los, Los Angeles? Attack of Lost? Nah, whatever. It's crap. He was really good in Switchback, though. So was De- Glover. Oh, yeah. It's a neat little... Film. Glover, that switchback is underrated, little gem. Um, okay. So, so next we have the U.S. advance. Y- incomprehensible. Ah. So what's pulling, going on here? It's a guy pulling that rubber skin off. Yeah, but it's so it's just, it's so it's really abstract. It's so yes, bad. It is. Are these all screen grabs? Like other than the hands, like they it. not do a photo shoot? Uh, I I don't think so. Not until like the DVD release stuff. Wow, is this one awful? Yeah, it's 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 not good. Uh, next is the French poster. Uh yeah, this definitely great. screen grabs. Look at the blood splatter. That's awesome. <laughs> Jesus, the guy hired his nephew to do all these posters for him. Anya's front and center. Is this just the It Follows poster yeah, with different lettering? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Imagine putting Pandorum is French for It Follows. Imagine putting from the creators of Resident Evil. <laughs> I know. And thinking that. Hey, at least they were innovative enough to have the blood splatter slightly on the logo. You know, oh my God. that's 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 entertainment uh, right there. Next, what is this tag? Wait, 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 wait. What is this tagline saying? Someone speak French. Um, uh, millions of kilometers <laughs> of from of Earth. Ter- oh yeah, people are insecure. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna no one, is, to no, one is, no one is safe. I don't know. I'm going to choose to believe that a million miles from Earth, people are insecure. <laughs> 900 years very later. Well be. Steve, Everyone we're going to go with that. Very well be the truth. You are officially the French interpreter of this show. <laughs> <laughs> Henceforth, you should interpret every French poster that you come across. Oh, I, I will relish the opportunity. Uh, next is the UK quad. Dennis Quaid oh. and Ben Foster. Oh, and they gave the it a whole Jake. new logo. Yes. Yeah, they upgraded. They upgraded yes. a lot. They took a screenshot. They did a genuine logo, and they put some. Uh, they put some metal texture on it, and then they put a metal overlay on the entire. And they image. did some weird photoshopping, uh, erasing between her legs because her crotch comes to a perfect ninety degree angle, yeah. and thinned out her legs. A okay, and it's just very strange looking there now. Well, I'm okay with it. All right, what is she doing? She looks so uh, 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 Tai Chi. Did you say shart? She's 
She's sharp. She's she's queefing. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Next is uh, Spain. Sentimental, everyone. Oh my God, Spain. (laughs) Spain, what have you done? And this one is something's close. Okay. Yes. This one, that's not even even Ben Foster. No, it's the other Gallo. It's Gallo. It's the other guy, yeah. It's not even the actor. Yeah, it's just the like guy from the guy from Twilight. Yeah. Oh, by the way, here's a hand with some hoses. Get this. This is garbage. Yeah, it's it's a uh, bad campaign. Now it, it. this did not this this movie really suffered from bad marketing. It really if did. You marketed this better. I bet you it would have tripled. Would have right. been. Uh, the only other film I've seen marketed this poorly is John Carter. Uh, yes, fact. South Korea is next. Yep. Looks Come like on, a DVD look cover. This. This is, yeah, it's it's awful. I wouldn't watch this if you held a gun to my head. This looks yeah, like just like Seagate. This is like Galactica ninety nine. What is her yeah. name? Anya Trow. Okay. What else has she been in other than Man of Steel? She was. Um, <laughs> she's in that German Netflix show, The Dark. Oh yeah, or Dark. Yeah. Okay. Um, she had actually, she was, she had essentially made the decision to quit acting because she wasn't getting work in Germany, which obviously where she was from. And then she got hired for man of steel for Feora. And she was, she was essentially told in no uncertain terms by the film industry in Germany, or that the people who basically were doing hiring for films, that she wasn't going to be successful in in German film because she was she was too good an actress to be in a supporting role because she would overpower the leads. But she couldn't handle a movie on her own. But nobody was accepting her as a lead actress because she was too attractive. And she oh. and, and so it was just like. What oh, the fuck? Does, that is, yeah, what the fuck does that even mean, Steve? That is the most German so, shit it, I've ever heard. Right? It means the German. <laughs> yeah. It means German filmmakers are. Dumb. Meanwhile, you, meanwhile, you, the guy you too strong to be second and too short to be first. Yes. Meanwhile, the guy who played the lead hunter uh, and also the the senior uh, commanding officer of the ship that I told you about, a guy yeah. named Andre Hennick, has 173 acting credits, and they're all German films. Uh, he's willing to. I honestly didn't even he, know. Look what he's look what he's willing to do for his well, trade. Though. There you go. <laughs> and finally, uh, we have the Russian poster. There are no fan made posters for Pandorum. That's that's a little Whoa. stunning to me. So Hassan, get Oof. busy. Uh, all right, I got to add that to your, to your as list. As soon as the Halloween uh, picture is is finished, I'll, I'll do that. Some Are we ever going to get the next uh, next year? Next year is the twentieth anniversary of Lord of the Rings already. Yeah. Are we going to get the third Prometheus? Supposedly. Okay. Yeah, as soon as Ridley Scott's done with the uh, Raised by Wolves or whatever else, he's sidetracked. He's not sidetracked. He's EP in that. He's he's got like I said, he just finished directing something. He's got another one. He's got another one. He's going to start shooting in March, and then after that's done is when he's doing the the Joaquin Phoenix Napoleon thing. Okay. He's. He's a busy. He's always working, dude. That guy's that guy never stops. Between that and how much stuff that Scott Free executive produces, like his company, dude, he's got his hands in a million different things all the time. Hmm. Mm. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so that's the Pandora posters. 
that was a real sad way to end. <laughs> and uh, and if we want to, if we really want to stretch things out and go to Christian Alvart, I don't think we want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man, that was awesome. I think he did uh, one other. Well, we will anyway. I think he did one other film that I recognized. Yeah, he did a he did a uh, mild mildly horror mild horror film called Case Thirty Nine that I liked with uh, um, what's her face? Um, oh God, Renee Zellweger. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Really? I, just, I thought you were going to say like some low-level B actress and you pull Renee Zellweger out for Case 39. It's got Ian McShane, Jodell Furland. It's, it's you know. It's legit. Bradley what Cooper. What year is that movie? Bradley Cooper. What year is that movie? Uh, 2009. Oh, that same year as Pandorum, isn't it? It would appear so, yes. yes. Wow, he juggled those two juggernauts? Well, my guess is Pandorum was probably uh, done prior to that, and you know it's had a longer post window. But yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, uh, case <laughs> oh. case <laughs> case thirty nine was completed in two thousand seven, uh, and initially scheduled for American release in two thousand eight, but delayed twice. It was shelved before its final oh, release bastard. date on October first, two thousand and ten. Wow, we're almost at the, we just had the 10-year anniversary for Case 39. Of its release, not of when it was made. Oh, well, you know, all people care about is the release. That's true. Anyway. There, 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 there are long moments, James, where I'm just going to be off in the corner while these two work out their issues. What, what issues? It's, There's no issues. It's just, it's just the nature of the beast. Right? No issues to work out. <laughs> Um, but what I what what I what here good. and I was trying to remember where I found something interesting when in my research and this was this is what I found interesting. So Christian Alvart, one of the films he has in pre production is a film called Django Lives, oh, well, direct, with, written means. by John Sayles, and starring Franco Nero hmm. in the original Django films from back in the seventies. Okay. Let's hope it's better than wow. Django Unchained, because that was a pile of crap. Are you talking about the Tarantino film? Yes. Ah, oh, yes, just stop yes. yourself. Okay. Punch yourself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> James, do you have anything you'd like to uh, anything you'd like to plug? No, no. Still, <laughs> still too far through all that. Still, still too far out of anything. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm pitching some things right now, but there's nothing we're talking about. Okay. Keep uh, here. I'll plug. You know what I'd like to plug this podcast. Yeah, you're gonna, plug, awesome. you're gonna plug this podcast to its listeners. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, we endorse. Hey, if you're listening this to this podcast, good <laughs> job. You should listen to this podcast. <laughs> go Such listen. If you're listening to this listening. podcast, you should go listen to the previous 31 episodes. That's right. Especially when I was on. Yeah, especially episodes eight and nine. That's right. <laughs> That's what I'm going to endorse. My other episodes on your <laughs> podcast. Love it. 
Fair enough. I'll t- <laughs> we are sentimental and we <laughs> we, I will. we support this message. <laughs> we are sentimental <laughs> and we support ourselves. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, then, uh, James, thanks very much for coming on again, pal. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate uh, it. Fantastic. Always, so uh, always, uh, always, yeah. a, always a good time when you're on. So I, I, Thank ex- you for the ex- expect to be I, back again probably – Oh, Next week, before the end of the week. I mean, end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Uh, By then, I we, we might, need you I, next week. Like, yeah. absolutely, you got to be on next week. Yeah, yeah. We're, oh, we we're have no podcast. Seriously, we do. By the time by the time you come back, I'll probably have watched it. Follows maybe two more times, and maybe have a completely different take on Good. it. Good. Which which I will forget to tell you. That's okay. That's the whole as package, long, look, right? As long as we all agree that that crawl was the best movie. <laughs> Uh, then we're. I love we're Crow. Friends. I can't. That's it. That's I'm a huge fan of Crow. I have Crow on 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 um commemorative 4K Blu-ray gold yeah, disc. It's, it's, it's not even a joke Stop with right me, there. man. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I wanted a Clydesdale horse because I thought they could fly. I mean, I'm I'm serious. Oh, I'm not not just deliver beer. They can. Hassan. They can. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> Now all I need is a couple million dollars, and then I yeah, the dreams join the club. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks to Fesleyan Studios for our intro music. Get your own really cool music at fesleyanstudios.com. Please check out our website at sentimentalpod.com for all the poster images we discuss on our Down the Tube segments. And don't forget to download and subscribe to Sentimental wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can always listen to new episodes at sentimentalpod.com. Also, you can follow us on all major social media accounts at Sentimental Pod. For James Niss, Hassan Godwin, Latham Conger III, and myself, we say thank you so much for listening. And as always, in the, friend, in the words of our friend and fellow fear merchant, Truman Burbank. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. There you go. Another two in the can, actually. You forgot <laughs> to hit record. No, you're <laughs> a dick. Yeah. Have, you done that? Have you done that yet? Oh, he did it once, yeah. Oh, I did it a couple times. I did it once. I did it once and caught it. I did it once. We were only like a minute in, so it didn't matter. But I did it once after we were like 20 minutes in. No, it wasn't 20, was it? It was like 10. It wasn't that bad, but it was bad enough. We had missed a lot of good stuff. stung a little. Who who was it with? Was that the one with Jimmy? I think so. I think it was Jeff Gomez. Wasn't that Jeff Gomez? Jeff was the shorter one. Jeff was the one we got it after like two minutes. Jimmy was the one where he lost like 10 minutes. Yeah, at least it was Jimmy. Jimmy would be cool about that. He was. He was fine. He, he yeah. you know, he saw the humor in it also. But yeah, Jimmy's great, so that's fine. Is yeah. that where he told the story of his heart yep. episode or whatever? Yeah, he had to retell it. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. So long ago. <laughs> so so long ago. <laughs> like six weeks or something. Remember, like allegory. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's all oh, What does it matter? <laughs> that was, is that the episode where we fucked him over real bad? Yeah, all right. Oh I yeah, that. I remember. Makes I perfect sense. That. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. What you want to do? I'm going to bed. Yes, Love you all. Thank you again. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks pal. Later. Fuck you. See you. Have a good one. That's my second. Favorite. I disagree with everything he said. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> I disagree with everything you say. Everything. Every one of your movies, Deirdre, uh, Deirdre really enjoyed our uh, our little uh, A to Z horror movie questionnaire you gave me last week, Lay. Oh yeah, yeah, she really enjoyed that. Uh, that was. Oh, did you record it? Yeah. 
yeah, that was, we should do that again. Um, something similar along those lines. Uh, well, you know, I still have that, that 30 question, that 30 question. Yeah. That would be movies cool thing. to do. Um, I got a, a, one of the movie sites published the hundred greatest horror movies of all time today. So I'm going to go over that, but don't have time. Oh yeah. This, this time of year, those come out there on every single website does a list like that. And I, I usually, I usually, the only thing I do is I usually go to the top 10 and if alien isn't in the top 10, I don't even bother looking at the list. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah. It's got to be up there. The list is inferior, and it's no point in even looking at it. 